inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, someone bless these seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below till the rain comes tumbling down. It is time right now for In the Garden with Peter Burke. Our program today is brought to you by Menard's family-owned True Value Store, Brooklyn Street in Morrisville, V's Flowers and Garden Shop, Main Street, Waitsfield, Clausen's Florist Greenhouse and Perennial Farm, locally grown just for you, Main Street in Colchester. Buy your locally owned Montpelier Agway Farm and Garden on East Montpelier Road. By Sticks and Stuff and Swanton Lumber in Middlesex, St. Albans, Enosburg, Swanton, and Derby. Sticksandstuff.com. Guy's Farm and Yard. Stores in Morrisville, Montpelier, Williston, and St. Albans. By PR Lumber. Family owned lumber mill with all the lumber, mulch, and compost you need. Route 15 in Wolcott. By the Willie's Store in Greensboro. Celebrating 120 years of family ownership. By Dandelion Acres Garden Center, Vermont Route 107 in Bethel. By Poly Construction, a contractor you can trust where one call does it all, on Gregory Drive in South Burlington. Telephones are open. Your questions for Peter are most welcome at the 802 number, 244-1777, or toll-free, 877-291-8255. And here he is, host of In the Garden, Peter Burke. Hey, Joel. Hello. How are you today? Doing well. <laughs> uh, so uh, the um, everybody wants to know, did uh, the four-leaf clover guy call in, and did uh, you were able to pass off that? We did pass off the number. <laughs> we uh, don't know uh, what the ultimate outcome was. Well, good. But for all, but but the earworm in my ear for the entire week was, I'm looking over <laughs> a four-leaf clover <laughs> that, that I overlooked before. before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot for that. Yeah, that that'll that'll do me for the whole week. Yeah, was by, the recording that I had was by Something Smith and the Redheads. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we did our good deed anyway. Somebody found their four leaf clovers right. after all. <laughs> it's still pretty hot out there. Yeah, I was surprised. Uh, you know, I thought, well, maybe uh, this will be a cool spell. But but when I got out to the car, I was like. Boy, I sure don't need this extra layer here, and uh, yeah, all kinds of all kinds of things to uh, catch up and talk about with the weather the way it is. I think we got a call right off the bat. Oh, great! And let us see uh, who we have right now. Okay, (laughs) I hope it's not a bill collector. I hope it's a caller for the program. (laughs) Top of the morning to you. You're first on in the garden. (laughs) Well, it's Wild Bill from South Woodbury. Hi there, Bill. Great. I had, well, during the winter time, I just let my dog kind of go on his long lead, and he kind of, well, he peed in this one certain spot. Sure. And, and I put the, the uh, oh, golly, 
Yeah, so you you have a bare spot in your lawn. I got a bare spot, and I put the, uh, oh, what? Lime or? Lime, there we go. I put the lime right to it. And I put some of the, uh, whatchamacallit, the. uh, uh, Compost or fertilizer? No compost, but just seeds that say, oh, we'll grow. We'll grow, yeah, there you go. And? So, so let me guess. Happening. What nothing's should happening. I do? Well, you know, I I would dig it up, throw a little compost in there, and uh, you know, try the try the uh, uh, another mix, something that seems to be a little more friendly. And um, there's the the mix with uh, clover and three or four different kinds of grasses, and that's probably the the best one that you're going to use, you could use because and I've uh, watered this stuff, the the grass seed that I've gotten mm-hmm, from Abishan, and yeah, yeah, it just said, you know, put it in there where you can't grow grass, and well, yeah. it still ain't growing grass. It's still not growing grass. Uh, are you putting anything like um, uh, a nurse crop on it? I mean, like a straw, or you know, something that that sort of covers it up lightly. Uh, let's see, uh, cut grass from the other part of the lawn. Uh-huh. That that might actually, uh, if it's dried out, it's probably all right. But if it's moist, it probably uh, will uh, uh, smother it. So I would try something dry, uh, l- like a, a straw, something like that. That's the hmm. most common thing that uh, you see on the roadsides when the crews are, you know, replanting grass on the side of the road they're using straw and that's how the woodbury road crew gets grass to grow better than i can there you go well take a you'll have to take a lesson from them well i'm not gonna (laughs) get that uh ask them if you can have a handful of their straw (laughs) no they just spray that stuff now that green green, yeah yeah i've seen newspaper based stuff yeah yeah well, you, that's what you want is something dry and not moist uh, because you don't want to smother the grass. And, um, you know, it's brand new seeds, so there should be no problem with germination. Um, so just keep keep trying and just build up that soil because if the dog's been using that same spot for quite a while, then it's pretty well burned. My neighbor has... Um well, it was from the winter. That's why that yeah. one spot. Yeah. My neighbor has some wood chips that have, shall we say, decomposed or melted mm-hmm. into what I would call good compost. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You think I could put the seed on that? Mm, uh, I would be more inclined to dig it in and, uh, and try to nourish the soil a little bit down below because, like I said, all all that uh, winter and it's soaked down probably pretty deep. Um, it's Probably pretty acidic, um, so you know, just get your spade out, and turn it over, and add a good amount of compost to it. And well, I have a broken leg right now, so uh, I really can't do that. Well, that's so. not good. Uh, well, you you know, of course, I I had a hip replacement and, uh, just a few weeks ago, and uh, I get out in the garden, I sit right down, you know, so you get yourself a hand tool and a hand rake and. You know, go out there on your crutches and, and uh, bring a chair out. And <laughs> All right, well, we'll try that. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, you want to, if you keep having the problem, it's clearly got to be the soil. So yeah, yeah, I, to... I realize that, but I figured, well, you know, I <laughs> put all this stuff down and then uh, the it will grow seed. That's right. And it ain't growing. And it ain't growing, yeah. 
Yeah, well, I'll wave my magic wand for you, and we'll, the next time you plant, it'll come up fine. Now, are you watering that spot? Oh, you yeah. You said you were. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, so that's already all right. Um, yeah, because it should be up in a few days. If if all things are right, it should be up in a few days. So, well, I hope so. Yeah, yeah, give it another shot. All right. That's, we thank you. That's what we gardeners do. We just keep trying until something works. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Yep. Thank, thank you, Bill, and you'll be well. It uh, reinforces the old uh, adage, nothing nothing grows where rosemary goes. Do I see today. another call? On uh, the... Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. We're having a light show here, which is great. We yep. encourage your call. Absolutely. You are second on the air with Peter Burke. Good afternoon. Hello. Turn down Hi. your radio. Oh, okay. You might want to turn down your radio because we can hear ourselves. <laughs> oh, hi. Who, who's this? This is Bobby from Montpelier. Hey, Bobby. Welcome. Hi. Um, I was just listening. I didn't know you gave advice on grass. <laughs> um, no, no. I've, I've replanted my grass again this year. It's coming up, but I'm not sure it's going to come back up next year do very well so i was thinking because it's really shaded and i do have some moss in the lawn is there a type of moss that could be put down like as a lawn oh there it's generally not used because it doesn't really like to be walked on all that much um all right (laughs) uh, and so i would uh there are shade-loving grasses, and you can get them right at uh, all the sponsors there. Just tell them what you got, and uh, they'll they'll find the shade-loving grass for you. And that okay, that would be sh- where I, I would start. Shade. Okay. All right. Yeah, I bought the shade grass from Agway, and yep. that's what I've planted. So, sure. Um, it is coming up. I just so, well, we'll see if it comes up next year. <laughs> so let you, that's what I want to ask you about: is why do you think it wouldn't come up next year? Because I had grass, and it just started dying, mm. and mm. I didn't know really why. I'm Probably the soil isn't that great, but I did have some landscaping in the front yard, and that mm-hmm. she tested the soil, and that's doing okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying this again, and mm-hmm. do you ever I didn't put, put any fertilizer down? But did you put? Do you, yeah, okay. So if you put uh, some I lime put, down, I put topsoil, the grass seed, and then some straw. Oh, okay. Well, and I'm really watering it, and it is coming up, so yeah. maybe I'm going to luck out now. I think you'd be <laughs> fine. You know, I can't see any particular reason, unless it's a really hard, yeah. hard pan. You All know, right. If it's not, uh, well, this, you know, you could always try to add uh, a little um, compost and fertilizer, you know, next spring yeah. before it starts to, oh, as okay. it starts to come up, and just feed it again, particularly if it's young like that, only a year old. So, okay. Yeah. Treated well, I'll try baby, it. baby I love your program. Bit. Yeah, well, good. I'm <laughs> glad, Bobby. I'm glad you called. <laughs> All right. Bye. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Thank you. And uh, well, let me let me share one one thing that happened uh, as we wait our next call. Let me something that happened. Uh, people ask about how to uh, keep uh, critters at uh, you know at bay, mm-hmm. and um, you know my. <laughs> In my world, I will do nothing lethal, so I'll, I'll try little experiments. And this is actually, I have to credit uh, to my to my wife. Now she was at the um, uh, a place, a house 
that uh, my daughter had lived at, and so it's not not my main garden in the backyard. It's at uh, her little place there, and suddenly, and it's near the Winooski River, and where four little, little baby woodchucks appeared and started eating everything in the little garden out out, out back, <laughs> including all her basil, which did not nope. make her very happy. Yeah. And she noticed that uh, between her property being the property of that of, of the, that that particular condo apartment and the one adjacent was a uh, a hole that these four little guys came out of and we fully expect that uh, they live further away down um, close to the river where their uh, parents and a lot of woodchucks happen happen to live it's mm-hmm. a nice little area if you happen to be that uh, that species <laughs> but uh you know all kinds of goodies in people's little gardens so they come up the hill and work their way and they made themselves a little way station if you will <laughs> <laughs> so at any rate to make a long story short uh i put my uh, my half leopard house cat to work my my uh, my my cat cleo is um, well, she's a Bengal cat, which means she's half Asian leopard. Mm. And they were recommending, you know, uh, lion urine <laughs> to keep critters away. Anyway, I used her urine-soaked cat litter around that one little hole. We haven't seen hide nor hair of them since. <laughs> so cat litter, you know, it's, worked. Every week or so, you're going to have to go out and spread a little more. Yeah, well, and by the time, if they were to show up now, yeah. they would be much bigger, mm-hmm. you, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, they were they were as small and as young as could be and still be on their own when they showed up. And they found a wonderful little, you know, smorgasbord buffet oh. in the little garden with the young plants, the young vegetable plants. And, the, and they particularly <laughs> liked the basil. For some reason, so pe- people wonder who's eating my basil. You know, <laughs> different critters at different stages in their lives clearly have different appetites. Uh, and uh, yeah, this is the first time that I've, we've actually found who's been eating basil plants. I blame the deer, but I've never saw the deer do it. And um, at any rate, we know these guys did. So hopefully, they're having a nice, uh, you know, event-filled and uh, fruitful. Uh, enjoyable life, but somewhere else. <laughs> somewhere else, that's it. Yeah, yeah. If you can just discourage them enough to, particularly when they're young, they they uh, set their pathways one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I have to come over and, and borrow some of that uh, lit, kitty litter. Uh, from, it, it works from like my... a, it works like a charm. I assume any cat would, <laughs> any cat's litter would work. But uh, as I say, <laughs> the Bengal cat is such a different cat in so many ways. Mm. It likes to jump into the bathtub and swim. Oh. It plays fetch like a dog. Uh, you know, many things that a cat doesn't do. Plus, well, it looks very different. She has spots instead of stripes. Oh, for heaven's you know, sake. I is, didn't know that. She is half Asian leopard. Yeah, yeah. Asian leopard being a small leopard. So yeah. they breed with a domestic cat. Mm-hmm. And uh, at, any, at any rate, uh, it was ne- never, never an animal I would choose to adopt uh, as such, but uh, with one of those situations where the person who had it couldn't take care of herself. So I I adopted her as an adult, and she's one of the most interesting critters. At any rate... uh, Well, I like that's a great tip. I like that. You know, uh, sometimes you wonder when you see these things... uh, you know, in the magazines uh, you, that say, "Oh, you know, this will, this is 
some uh, wolf urine or something like that, and you figure uh, you start googling and you'll find stuff like that for sale. And is, why why pay for it if the cat if the house cat can uh, do the job for you? I like it. This is that's great. Absolutely terrific. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I unfortunately uh, haven't been out to my garden uh, this week, so I'm, I'm hoping to to make it out there. And I'm sure that with the little bit of rain that we've had has been basically useless, uh, that we need, uh, it needs an inch of rain on everything. And that means uh, a bucket and a cup and a cup on each plant right at the root zone, pour it right in, right around the stem and, and uh, do each each one individually. Um, and that's even better than a sprinkler, maybe not uh not any better than uh, a drip hose, if you happen to have that kind of irrigation, that's good. But the the drip hose doesn't work really well in my beds, although I can make it work just by going back and forth and back and forth uh, in the beds. But um, there's something about um, uh, being the, the gardener in the garden uh, that I think is kind of important. Matter of fact, the best tool that you have for your garden is the gardener. Yep, I, I I would firmly I would firmly agree. I I enjoy watering at dusk with uh, you know mm-hmm. with with the hose. <laughs> Yeah. And trying out, I got one of those rotate, you know, yep. shower, yep. you know, uh, mm-hmm. firm or uh, mist. Mm-hmm. I try all of them, you know. Try them all, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just playing games with the uh, rotating uh, shower, well, with, uh, with rotating ho- hose uh, head. We have somebody on the oh, line. super. And uh, good afternoon. You're next with Peter on In the Garden. Hi, yes. This is Francis from Norfield. Hey, Francis. So... I actually have never had any good luck with gardening, so uh, I've been listening to your program and uh, finding good tips, and I'm actually having some good luck, but I haven't been writing down everything you've told me to do. <laughs> well, that's all right. Hey, uh, what's your question? I, I, I am glad to repeat anything. Okay. Uh, well, I just see a woodchuck come over towards my garden. Uh, He's about uh, 20 feet from me. Right now? I guess i got to get my cat manure out again. <laughs> <laughs> that or your 22, one or the other. That's it. <laughs> they yep. have to, they have, you have to claim your territory for them because they will eat anything and everything in your garden. Yep, yep. Uh, but uh, my real question was uh, tomato plants. Okay. And that is... You said to get rid of uh, a lot of the leaves. So the, this is the this is the um, what I do, and it's uh, it's worked well for me, and it actually works with the nature of the plant itself. So when they grow up, and you see the first set of flowers, and they'll mm-hmm. they'll come right out of the stem that that set of flowers. Uh, mm-hmm. p- pinch off all of the branches below that. And okay. then when you see the second set of flowers, pinch off those branches. And then, so just keep doing that as you go along. And what that does is, uh, over time, you'll notice that those branches below the flowers uh, will start to, to yellow. And what the plant is saying, I don't need you anymore. So it actually calluses off uh, the, the joint between the stem and the, uh, the branch. And so they start to turn yellow, and you'll see that they sometimes even just fall off on their own over time. 
But a lot of people call and say, oh, the branches of my tomatoes are turning uh, yellow. And that's a very natural uh, part of the cycle because the plant doesn't need those lower branches anymore. By your taking them off, it it uh, is actually helping the plant to focus all its energy on those flowers developing into fruit. And the other thing it does, which is really important, is it keeps the air circulating around the plant. So they're less likely to have uh, fungus-type disease or diseases that are that are caused, uh, you know, by moisture on the leaves, and um, uh, that that helps quite a lot. So it's just a simple routine, um, you know. It's maybe once a week or once every other week, depending on when you're where you are in the season, and that can go all the way to the top. So like my cherry tomatoes or even my my uh, regular. Roma tomatoes, all of them, you'll see just a green stem. And then, you know, towards the top, there's five or six leaves at the very, very tippy top. And that's all the plant actually needs to feed um, the whole plant. And So yep. I've got like three uh, sections of flowers right now, so I should actually go to the bottom of the third section of flowers then at this point. Just go right straight up, and that's usually about two or three branches between each flower set. And um, you can uh, can use a a small, you know, knife. I usually use my pen knife, you know, and uh, just cut them off close to the stem. Um, if okay. you're if you're careful, you can break them off, and I always break them down first and then up, and uh, so they can they snap off. What you want to be careful of is that you don't pull them, and what sometimes that'll do is if it's not broken at the bottom when you pull it down, it, it sort of it it runs a part of the skin of like the stem. a string, it, yep. like a string, uh, yeah. So um, yep. you know if you if you're careful, you can do it by hand. Um, but uh, the sure way is to just take your your knife and and put your thumb okay. on the top and and cut it up like that and and by the by the end of it you'll realize why they why they call a gardener has a green thumb is that he just <laughs> he just finished pruning his tomatoes because <laughs> you you will have a green thumb after that mm. I can guarantee it so you cool. see you'll you'll have a green thumb buddy <laughs> cool the other question I have is I've got some wild grapes that are growing oh yeah and they've got they they got these little like dots coming out of them is that the berries that's the berries yeah probably okay if they're, if they're green yeah they're, yep. that's definitely that's them okay because um, i'd never seen uh the any bear any grapes actually yeah. start to grow and yeah, yeah. this is the first time they've actually started growing so pretty, it's, it's kind of neat it is neat isn't it to think that at some point that's going to be a grape. Wild grapes, they probably will be pretty sour, but, and full, mm-hmm. of, full of seeds, but, you know, if you, um, you know, cook them down and, and, uh, strain them, you know, you'll have some really nice grape juice and, uh, uh, has a lot of pectin in them, makes great jelly, makes a terrific jelly. So you. Cool. Yeah. My yeah. wife does, ba- uh, she has a cooking show. Oh. Uh, on YouTube, so yeah, yeah. she'll be able to use those for that. That'll be great. Oh yeah, yeah. What's uh, is there a name of the show or? Yes, it's called Louisa's Kitchen. Louisa's Kitchen. L U I Z A. Oh, Louisa's. Oh, okay, Kitchen. Yeah. All right, great. Yep. I'll have to take a look. <laughs> okay, cool. Sounds like fun. <laughs> well, Francis, thanks for the call. Anything else you got going? Or no, you good? No, that's great. Thank All right. you. I will talk to you again. Thanks. You're t- Okay, thank 
Uh, thank you. Yeah. Probably time for a break, don't you think? Let us uh, let us do that. <laughs> we we uh, and in speaking of lettuce, we'll talk about lettuce when we come back. How so, about that? Sounds sounds good. <laughs> let us talk about lettuce. Our program <laughs> brought to you. We 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 hope <laughs> still by these fine sponsors. Dandelion Acres is a beautiful garden center in central Vermont where you can find gorgeous flowering hanging baskets, annuals, perennials, trees, and shrubs. They also have an extensive selection of vegetables, fruit trees, and berry bushes and can also offer helpful advice to make your growing season a success. There's pottery, garden furniture, statuary, and decor from the whimsical to the sublime. Dandelion Acres Garden Center is in Bethel, Vermont. Go to dandelionacres.com for current operating hours and COVID caveats. Okay, they can help you in so many ways. It's In the Garden with Peter Burke. Perk, uh, Peter, we have a caller on the line, but I did want to mention one thing before I forgot uh, listening to Francis and his tomatoes. I actually have had a, a minor tomato problem, and that was the appearance suddenly of tiny little holes in the leaves, and I thought for a stretch, oh, th- does this mean I have the hornworm coming in? But uh, it was uh, a fungal problem. With um, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was because of my erratic watering and my tendency to water at night. They don't. I, I love going into the garden at dusk. It's a sort of kind of a good in between time for me, but not really the best time to uh, to water the garden. So anyway, I stopped watering the tomatoes at that time, and the leaves for the most part healed. So it wasn't an mm. insect, and mm. I understand that that is mostly a fungus problem. But uh, you know, one that is uh, not lethal necessarily to your to your plants. But they were just the tiniest little holes in the leaves. But the leaves mm. otherwise were healthy. Mm. Have you ever seen that? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. But I've attributed it to flea beetles. I, I boy, if, if I if I could have seen one, you won't insect, ever see I, them. I, They're just like fleas. You know, anything approaches, they jump and they're gone. Huh. You see the holes, but you won't see the you know you won't see huh. the the beetle. But if that holding the water back worked, then more power to you. I, I could, it could be, so like you say, a fungus. So yeah. Well, I don't know. I, well, I, that was one that I uh, researched on Mr. Internet, Mr. Ah, you know, yes. Professor Google. There you go. You know, <laughs> when I get to the Cornell site, I usually start taking it as gospel. You yeah, know, yeah. and they say um, most likely a fungus. Of course, you know, Interesting. Most, most likely, most likely, most yeah. likely is probably not what uh, <laughs> what what my particular problem is. It's something stupid that I did along the line. But at any rate, um, we have a caller, and that is Randy in Waltham. Randy, you're on with Peter. Hey, Randy. Hey, Peter. How are you? Good, good. What's up in Waltham? uh, A couple weeks ago, or maybe a month ago, we called about some advice about our asparagus. Yep. We followed through on some of that, started feeding it some fish oil, and uh, we've had a good good crop. Oh, good. But, you know, if you also mentioned that the grass that we've allowed to grow in is a compete competitor, and mm-hmm. it sure is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it likes the fish oil. Too. Yep, I'm sure it does. So I've been I've been pulling it, and yep. uh, I also had asparagus beetles yep. that were rather prolific, yep. and I gave up and put some seven on and. Uh-huh. Kind of took care of them. It will, but um, here's the thing. Uh, I think what I recommended at the time was uh, was the spinosad, the Captain Jack's dead bug, uh, and that's what we've had the best luck with. And the thing is, is that they will 
um, they'll have more than one uh, infestation, more or less. Uh, they grow in cycles. So okay. um, whatever you choose to do, just uh, look on the label and see, you know, when it says to do the next one. Because you'll, you'll need to do either 7 to 14 days, depending on which one you're using. Uh, yeah. I think the captain... It was a powder. Just, yeah. And uh, yeah. quite honestly, it's I did it once and I've not yep. seen any return, and no. they're all ferned out. Now, yep. So. yep. Uh, um, just keep your eye on them because uh, yeah. they will come back, uh, um, and this is something that you'll sort of have to keep an eye on for for a couple of years. It took us almost three years to really, um, you know, two full years, and then the spring of the third year, and and uh, we got them, you know. Uh, okay. So so well, now, I've got another yep another ahead. more pressing issue. I guess mm-hmm. we just planted our our squash today, like um, mm-hmm. you know, buttercup. Yep. And, Yep. Butternut squash and yes. uh, zucchinis. And Super. last year we got two things that came in. We had squash beetles that mm-hmm. ate all the foliage up, mm-hmm. and we had a worm that I believe we called you last summer, and you said it was a worm that went into the root mm-hmm. base of the. It goes right uh, into the stem, actually, yeah. It goes into the stem. Mm-hmm. So. What can we do to be proactive? Can I put seven out once these get established in and and have a good chance um, of taking care of both of them? You can try that. Um, okay. I um, I probably would recommend the the Captain Jacks, the Spinosad, because it's it's less poisonous. It's for, Captain uh, Jacks. What? Yep, uh, dead bug. Okay, just like you like. Perfect. Just Dead like, mice just like what you want, yeah. <laughs> and the, and that you know, um, you can wash off your vegetables and eat them in this, you know, within a, yeah. you know, the same day. So um, that's sort of why I like that. That we could be proactive on our squashes. Yeah. Um, the let's see. Let's break them down because you said you had some uh, zucchini, cu- yellow. Yeah. Uh, butternut. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And pumpkins. Yeah. So um, a couple of things you can do is put a mulch down, even if it's a plastic or a black. We've got uh, okay. fabric down now. Okay. Good. Yeah. That'll help. Um, the vigilance is really what you need more than anything is to to make sure um, you can turn the leaves over and look for the egg pods. You know, they'll be either orange or white little egg looking things on the bottom, and just you know, mush them with your thumb. Um, right, and then well, the, we had so many beetles last summer, I couldn't name them all. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, there's a vigilance involved with this. Yeah. <laughs> so a cu- cup of soapy water and just knock them in. You know, we used to, yeah. those kids used to get paid to do that with the Japanese beetles, but <laughs> you couldn't pay a kid to do that. <laughs> well, you know, you can find the what? right kid. Yeah. <laughs> so on another on another note, maybe I can just contribute something here, and mm-hmm. you can. But we've had a very active discussion on our front porch forum about the use of Roundup. Well, about probably eight or ten years ago, I somehow, maybe it was the Cornell Mm -hmm. site that Joel was on, but uh, a weed killer that's been very, very effective, not against woody things, but... uh, Weed killer. Yep. So it uses magnesium sulfate or Epsom salt, vinegar, and Dawn dish detergent. 
So the recipe that I mix up and put in my sprayer, mm-hmm. and if you want to write it down, and everybody else out there, yeah. it's one gallon of vinegar, mm-hmm. two cups of Epsom salt, and one quarter cup of Dawn dish detergent. Quarter cup and done, spray yeah. it on, and it'll smell like salad, and it will <laughs> die right before your very eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so now this uh, is for specific. When you say they'll die before your eyes, what, what are you talking about? Dying? Well, weeds that are growing up in the in your patio or oh, okay, around yeah. your pool or yep. down your drive gravel yep. driveway that yep. you don't want. Yeah. I'll spray the whole center of the driveway and sure. No, I had and also if uh, my brother-in-law found some 15% strength vinegar at one of the hardware stores. Wow. So it's usually 5%, so that's pretty powerful. Exactly. Stuff. Yeah, so, um uh, my f- my father-in-law used to do that for ants and he went through and he made up a mixture very similar to this and just because he lived on a sand pile and the ants were okay. you know were crazy and so just he went out uh, so many feet from his house and just poured a little bit of this in each one of the ant holes. Can you imagine being that, <laughs> that possessed? A lot of time on your hands. <laughs> well, it worked. <laughs> but um, wow. this is great. So this is for the weeds that, that might grow around your patio or around your, your driveway. Yeah, or edging thing. on your yep. anything that you want to edge. Just mm-hmm. yeah. have at it. And huh? Well, it doesn't seem to be toxic to animals or whatever, you know. Yeah, it's a pretty, um, you know. yeah. And um, that Dawn dish uh, detergent is used um, as a, what they call a sticker or a spreader uh, sticker. A spreader sticker, yeah, for uh, yeah. for other, you know, for other types of things. You know. And I don't know if the Epsom salts that causes the plant to take it in. Yeah, that one. Is that what you put around the base of your tomato? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, tomatoes and peppers love Epsom salt. Magnesium sulfate. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Well, Um, sweet. We appreciate your show. Okay. Thanks, Randy. I appreciate the call. And I appreciate the tip there. That's good. And uh, just be vigilant with those things. You know, you'll you'll get the better of them eventually, but it'll take a while. Well, one of us will win. Well, um, the other options. I'm not on our side. (laughs) (laughs) The the other options are if you uh, grow them under uh, cloth, you know. Right. You can you can do that, but that sort of means you got to grow them in a you know a thirty inch row that's right know, long You're enough. Probably to... better off picking them up at the farmer's market then. Yeah, <laughs> it could be. And then the other option uh, that works well for cukes is one I've mentioned many times is growing them up on a trellis. And right. They they absolutely love that. It's uh, very productive, and it it seems to you know. Um, uh, avoid the problem with the the beetles. So, you know. Okay. So that said, the cucumbers that I planted, these mm-hmm. were from seed, and they've mm-hmm. just sprouted. Mm-hmm. But these are a bush type. Oh yeah. Okay. What can I expect from that? Uh, basically the same as your squashes. You know, you'll you'll have to you'll have to be vigilant with them. You have to watch okay. out. All right. They won't. Hey, appreciate well. it. Yeah. Sure thing, Randy. Yep. Enjoy the day. Yeah. Bye. You too. Bye bye. Okay. I know that. Uh, I make a Epsom salt solution. I have no idea if this is, you know, superstitious behavior or just, uh, you know, because I've done it so many years, it's simply a, a rote habit. But I do spray my 
uh, pepper plants leaves, and it does seem that they get greener after a couple of days spraying <laughs> with the Epsom salt. Do you ever do that? Uh, I, I've only mixed it in with the soil, but I agree. Uh, they seem to they seem to like that quite a bit, and uh, it's uh, you know these are the the interesting things about plants is that they require uh, certain elements, and they do better with certain elements. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, yeah, well, with regard to the peppers also, mm-hmm. I uh, would take matchsticks. Uh, yes. And, and it, you open up a book of matches, mm-hmm. not, not not wooden matches, but the yeah. old paper matches. And, uh, you know, so you would get the, uh, the sulfur in there. Mm-hmm. Trouble is that matches today don't have the same. Yeah. And so I was using... A big box of matches. I should have probably should have sold them on eBay, but they were. It had a picture of Ronald Reagan on it, and oh it said, "Vote, vote for democracy, vote for Reagan." So uh, that was back when uh, the matches were were, were <laughs> sulfur in so, them. So the, yeah. the strike anywhere matches. That's yeah. right. Well, um, uh, on the on the other side of that, you can, of course, buy elemental sulfur. Uh-huh. Just um, I, I actually ended up getting some of it uh, um, online, but uh, you can get a 50-pound bag uh, at either Blue Seal or yep. Agway or um, any of those places that sells uh, additives. I, I love the old the old habits, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I would not advise using uh, you know non-sulfur matches. <laughs> at any rate, we have another caller on all the right. line and all kinds well, of wonderful, interesting. Yeah, all kinds of interesting things. You are, whoops, did we just, we just, maybe, no, we lost them. Okay. <laughs> well, don't, call don't back. Be sh- don't be shy. We don't yeah. bite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Um, yeah, so um, until we get our call back, uh, let us talk about lettuce. Sounds good. And this was um, sort of uh, inspired by our conversation well, with... Well, we do have the caller back. I'll, oh, okay. I'll let you get yeah. out to it, so we'll go right away. Yeah, go right to it, yeah. You're next on the air in the garden. Thank you, Joel. Hello. 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 What's up, buddy? Hello. Yeah, hey, can you hear? How are you? I can, yeah. Uh, Dick and Waterbury. Hey, Dick. Uh, I'm actually down in my garden. I uh, just heard you talking about uh, clipping off those lower tomatoes. Yep. Um, so I've, I've kind of around. i got some blossoms, so I'm kind of doing that. But I noticed that my garlic skates, are, they're almost ready. Yep. I, to me, it seemed a little bit early. Maybe not. Maybe I've let them go a little too long in the past, so... Yeah, I think they are ready, I, or they should be close to. I noticed on Front Porch Forum, one of our neighbors said, uh, "Hey, I got garden, I got scapes. Uh, if anybody wants some." And yeah, uh, he um, he was, uh, and I thought, "Wow, is that early or nope? It's not early. It's about about the right time." And the earlier I get them, the more tender they are. At least, uh, yeah, exactly. I think sometimes in the past I've let them go a little too long and they get a little tough. A little tough, yeah, yeah. But I'll yeah, tell you what: yeah. if you've never done it, you throw those things right on the uh, right on your grill in about four minutes so on each side. Yep. Yeah, we've done it. So. Yeah. Uh, but my other question is, what's your preference for mulch? Um, are we talking in the pathway or the on uh, no, for, in the garden? Around the plant. Around the plant. Um, yep. f- around the plant, I prefer straw, not hay. Definitely mm-hmm. not hay. Yep. But I prefer straw. 
and then next to that, just regular old peat moss. And, uh, uh-huh. uh, you know, if you have any, you know, anything that's brown and dry will work well. That's yep. just like straw. Uh, yeah, okay. But, but uh, uh, you don't want to use, do like, have... grass clippings. You don't want to use those. Uh, you want right. to be careful with using uh, chopped up uh, leaves. They're, they can be a little okay. on the acidic side. So yeah. the um, the straw is my number one choice. And I get a bale of that okay. and just set it in the woodshed, and it stays dry enough to to be, yeah. you know, really work well. So I like that yeah. under my well, cabbages I... to try to keep the snails away, but I do use the, the snail stuff. You know the yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So because um, I do have uh, I've got some straw and every year I have an abundance of leaves that I chop up and then yeah. I use them as a as yep. a cover over the winter and then just kind of turn them in and excellent yeah um, you can't yeah. ask for better than that yeah yeah leaves yep. are good uh, they can be a little bit on the acid side so you might have to uh-huh. you just watch your pH. Um, yeah, where the uh, straw doesn't seem to affect much as far as the yeah. as- acidity, but you know that's yeah. something you should be checking okay. anyway. Yeah, okay. And I got to try to figure out how to keep these uh, crows out of my garden from picking out all my steaks, so I know what kind of tomatoes I got, where they are. And <laughs> I don't know about these guys. <laughs> you have that many crows, huh? They're they're pulling hey, up the, uh, your little markers, huh? Yeah, they pull up all the the white markers. Oh, they okay. do that. I yeah. gave up on yeah. yeah. I gave up on corn because they just pull up the corn stalks. We've it's had that conversation. Up, but, yeah, yeah, we've been yeah. we've been talking about that. Um, yeah. So there there are because it's a, a plastic stake. You could spray it. You could try spraying it with something. Uh, you know, like the, uh, you know, the wolf urine or something that that or even like a garlic uh, mixture. Uh, something that would just uh, uh, put them off. Uh, yeah. What we had talked about before was the the old corn, uh, the corn stuff that was the um, coal dust and and creosote. So you want something right. that has a, a stinky, you know, smell to it that, that probably would uh-huh. discourage them. Uh, the other thing you could do is, of course, paint it with a with a um, uh, something sticky. Um, like the uh, the stuff you use around uh, the the tree, you know, you paint it with something sticky like that, and uh, okay. you know when they picked it up, but it would stick to them, and that that, that would really discourage them. Right, right. And uh, well, I guess this afternoon I'll be cutting some garlic steaks and making some mongo. <laughs> <laughs> you have the grill out yet? You get the gas fire ready to fire up? Oh, that's ready to go year round. Oh, okay, good, good. So yeah. you, you'll be having already. Yeah, I'll be having scapes tonight. <laughs> yeah. All right, okay. Dick. Thanks for the call. Yep. Yep. Bye. Bye. Pete, we have uh, Beverly oh. in Barrytown available for you. Whoop, what happened here? Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> right, <laughs> right now. How's that for a lead-in, Beverly? You're on the air. Hey, Beverly. How are you? Hi. Well, I got a start, little story for you. Okay. And I have a question. Okay. The little story is the fact that you're talking about crows yep. going up the corn and whatnot. Oh, yeah. My grandfather had a solution for it. Okay. He carved a crow. We're all ears. He carved a crow, painted it black, and had the wings. So it was out. Yeah. And he hung it upside down in the garden. Never had any problem with the crows. Really? 
So he he caught a, a, a crow, a live crow. He carved it out of wood. Oh, he, oh. he carved. Oh man, that is so. That wow, wow that's great. We, we both like that story. <laughs> carved. Brought that memory back to me. Carved a crow. And the other, I have, yeah. I had a beautiful bed of chives. Okay. And all of us, they blossomed, looked beautiful, turned around, and they were all dead. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, when you say dead, were they trampled down, or were they? did they, like, turn black and just fall over? And, and they all turned brown. Okay, so uh, chives have has a cycle, just like just like grass or anything else. This is unusual, or just maybe you never noticed it before, or it's unusual. That bed has been there a good ten years. Wow! We would know what's coming in every year. Now there's nothing. Nothing came up at all this year there. Okay, so so this year you didn't get any flowers or or any green grass or anything like that. Not one plant. All oh, the weeds are coming up in there beautifully, <laughs> but there's not one chai plant. Huh. Well, um, there's a couple of things you can try. Um, of course, you want to get your uh, shovel out and spade it up and look through the roots and see if you see any bugs in those roots. Um, okay. There's a, a chance that uh, there's something eating the roots down in there. So it might be just simply time to divide it, that it's gotten so root-bound and, uh, uh, you know, that it needs to be divided, just like... Um, I usually do that once a year. That's why the bed keeps growing. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. All right, so you already do that. Um, and uh, so you didn't... It, it wasn't like it grew up and then sort of shriveled or got black and fell down. Just oh. nothing grew. It just last year they just turned as soon as it got through flowering, it turned they turned all turned brown. Hmm. Hmm. Um, and there's nothing there this year. I guess, I have to there look, is, there is a there is a disease that attacks you know onions and garlic and and uh, but I, I hadn't heard that it attacked chives, so that I'm actually going to have to research a little bit, uh, Beverly. I'm going to have to take a look to see if that would affect chives. Because that, that is, yeah, you, you what? My grandmother had a big, huge bed of chives, and that never happened there. Yeah. She had it, as long as I can remember, she had that bed of chives. Yeah, well, this is a a fairly new disease for our area, and so I'll have to take a look. Uh, um, It's not the midge, I can't remember what it's called, but I'll look it up for you, Beverly, and and listen next week, and I'll, I'll get you an answer on it. I can't, okay. I can't say for sure the chives. Boy, that sounds. And it's the whole bed. The whole bed is doing that. Yep, the whole bed. Yeah, t- uh, dig up a piece of it and see if there's anything, any bug or uh, probably more like a maggot that you would see it in there. You know, a white okay. gr- white grub or something that might be eating the roots. But that that would be pretty extreme. I'll get one of my. Little house gnomes here to do it for me. Okay. I can't do it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You get a house gnome uh, to dig that up, and then you guys can kind of poke around in the roots, see if you can see a um, a grub or a maggot that might be in an infestation there. And, okay. Uh, so if it is, you might have to move your bed. 
Um, and uh, or we could uh, let me take a look and see what would uh, what would take care of that. And I'll find out. Uh, I'll let you know next week. Okay, I, pre- a, I appreciate that's a new one on me. I'll have to I'll have to find that out. I'm going to go home and take a look at my chives right now. <laughs> Sorry to get you all upset over yours now. <laughs> well, I, you know, <laughs> what goes around comes around. <laughs> so, I thank you very much for your time. Oh, well, sure, and thanks for the advice. I love that idea of the crow hanging upside down. That That's terrific. We're going to have to give that a try. He whittled it out of wood. Really? And, and about how much area? I mean, did he have a big plot, a little plot, or... Grandma and Grandpa had a very good-sized garden because they used to sell it at the sell the produce at the gas station. Oh, okay, all right, great. Well, we're going to give that a try. That's terrific. Thanks, Beverly. That, that I appreciate that word of wisdom. <laughs> okay, we certainly do. Uh, let us. Uh, we got a couple calls on the line. Okay, Let's go right ahead. Go in the order. Here yeah. is Ted in Shelburne. Hi, Ted. Hey, Ted. Hi there. Lovely sunny days, but I'm sick of trying to water things, and I hate to let them get dehydrated yet. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a <laughs> lot of work because we're not really getting any good soaking rain. Whether this chive question, I wasn't listening so carefully, but yeah. um, but I just, uh, God, everything is a long story. I'll try to be quick, but <laughs> like, you know, sort of an oddball little voluntary patch of garlic yeah. that came up from where I had planted the, the bulbils from the tops a year ago, and I dug up all the ones I wanted, kind of, and planted them into my crop. Where I dug them up from, I missed a lot. Anyhow, mm-hmm. and those were, maybe because of the sun, were the first ones to show scape activity. Mm-hmm. And also, in those scapes, I look carefully now, because I've had, I let the leek moss totally just sneak up on me without my paying attention thinking that i was thinking everything would be all right and mm. i was whooped yeah and that was like 10 years ago i've been staying away from i do have some onions this year and but the the leek moth i don't know if that's what you're thinking about in yeah. terms of what bothers that family and yeah. i haven't seen it i have garlic chives i don't have tubular chives anymore mm-hmm. um and they're in a different place and not bothered but i do you it pays to look closely as you're looking at your garlic and thinking about scapes. If you see little bits of sawdust, like whether they have white poop or what, I don't know, whatever the process is, but little sawdust on some leaves or down in the notch where the scape is coming out, mm-hmm. your you trouble got, might be coming. You got, you got a problem. And that's where Captain Jack can give you a hand. Mm-hmm. And I pulled the ones that had any sign of that and brought them out and surgically did them over. And I did find, by following the path of that little creature down toward mm-hmm. the bulb in the stem, yep. <clears throat> if you see little holes smaller than like a pencil, like an old scripto pencil lead or something, very mm-hmm. small holes, yeah. that's a sign of this creature Burrow. attacking and being mm-hmm. inside. And I mm-hmm. did find several... In addition to a number of trails, I found several little creepy little wormy things in the ones that I had pulled up. So anyhow, watch watch your stuff <laughs> uh, with that. And with an onion, it looks like a like they get into the onion leaf, the round leaf, mm-hmm. and they eat all the good stuff and just leave mm-hmm. a pale looking. 
skin part. So if you see those things, mm. uh, address them because if you ignore them, they multiply like crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's a serious problem for anybody trying to raise that stuff. That's for sure. Yeah. So keep up the good work. Okay. Thanks a lot. All right. Ted, see you. Bye. Uh, thanks. Yeah. And uh, yep. yep. Keep up that water in. <laughs> okay, thank, thank you, thank you, Ted. And, uh, and we've got Mary on the line right now. Hey, Mary. Here we go. Mary's going to tell us about crows. Hi. <laughs> I've never had trouble with crows, but my mother-in-law used to. She took wire coat hangers yeah. and kind of um, put a black garbage bag over these wire coat hangers and would maybe tie a little string this way and that and hang them up in the garden. Wow. Oh wow, that's 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 sort of similar to the other ideas. It it yes. it, uh, it it makes them think that there's something out there, somebody else out there already flying around, and they don't want right. the competition. Yeah, and they're hanging upside down, so it's not healthy. Well, it's funny. Uh, I mean, this this occurs to me because I've seen a lot of the owl. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you can you can get them in in wood and plastic and blow up and all the rest to keep away uh, keep away birds. But I've never heard of this crow thing. I'm going to have to look around for that because that's a great idea. Simple, so simple. Yeah. <laughs> my my guess is that it's because it moves. If you have that plastic that mm. moves in the wind, mm-hmm. that might get them to think. Because uh, we, it, one of the big jokes in my family is that, and uh, both my daughters were were still you know in in, mm-hmm. in school. Yeah. And um, so I, w- amidst a great ceremony, we had this uh, beautiful statue of an owl. With uh, with gleaming yellow eyes, we put it out in the garden. About the, about two days later, my wife said, "Look out in the garden! A crow is sitting on its head." <laughs> I've had a bird sitting on a crow too. So. I mean, on the owl too. Uh, that worked well. <laughs> yeah. Although you know, it's funny. The crows since the crows come to my bird feeder and eat the suet, yeah. and uh, it doesn't bother me so much because they don't seem to be going in to the garden, mm-hmm. but I've learned over time I can't plant sunflower seeds. Mm. They'll dig them right up. Mm-hmm. And what's even worse is that when I grow the sunflowers inside, yeah. I wait till they're about two and a half inches tall and yeah. then put them outside. They'll yeah. still pull them up. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It's only when you let them grow about six or eight inches high, but they start to get spindly when yeah. you grow them inside. Yeah. And, you have to have lights and, for and them. so you really have to, you, you really have to time it perfectly. But these guys, just like pulling up the corn, they will do the they will do the same thing With the sunflowers. to sunflowers. They'll mm. put them up, and it's because there still could be enough of the seed when the plant is very young oh, underneath. Yeah. So uh, yeah. no well, outsmarting them. Put well, it that way. You're going to have to get a coat hanger. Uh, yeah, coat hanger with, uh, I'm just picturing a green garbage bag, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, green plastic garbage bag. Black, black. You want it black. Black. Yep. Yeah, right. Yep. Okay, well, <laughs> you, yeah. you could You could also flop one around on the ground, put it here and put it there, look like a dead bird on the ground, too. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you haven't lost anything. Yeah, great. <laughs> Great. Uh, this is great. I, I I so enjoy it. Thank you, Mary. Uh, that's great You're advice, welcome. and I appreciate it. Yeah, we <laughs> we're going to grow that corn yet. By golly. <laughs> bye. All right. Bye bye. 
we never got to the lettuce, and it's partly my fault. Isn't and it? it's fine. It's just fine. <laughs> Let us leave it at for now. <laughs> It'll bolt by next week, though. <laughs> oh, well, I'll think of something. Oh, well, anyway, fi- final words, but they don't have to be short words. <laughs> I can use some long words. Yeah, long words. Anti-establishment during this. Yeah, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll use some long words and some short words. Well, thanks, everybody. What fun. Thank you very much for all the calls. And uh, don't forget to thank our sponsors when you when you visit them. And uh, that's much appreciated. And if you want to hear a repeat and you're bored half to death, there's the podcasts uh, on the website, the WD. And and I will confess, I've listened to a few of those. I try to not repeat myself too much. (laughs) So I listen to them every once in a while. (laughs) All right, everybody. We'll see you next week, right? In the garden. Yeah, in the garden. Inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, someone bless these seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below till the rain comes tumbling down. In the Garden today has been brought to you by Menard's family-owned True Value Store, Brooklyn Street in Morrisville. V's Flowers and Garden Shop, Main Street in Waitsfield. Clausen's Florist, Greenhouse and Perennial Farm, locally grown just for you. They're on Main Street in Colchester. Some great values at Clausen's. Your locally owned Montpelier Agway Farm and Garden on East Montpelier Road. By Sticks and Stuff and Swanton Lumber in Middlesex, St. Albans, Enosburg, Swanton and Derby, sticksandstuff.com. By Guy's Farm and Yard Stores in Morrisville, Montpelier, Williston and St. Albans. By P&R Lumber, family-owned lumber mill with all the lumber, mulch and compost you need. Right there on Route 15 in Walkett. The Willie Store in Greensboro, they have it all and celebrating well over 120 years of family ownership. By Dandelion Acres Garden Center on Vermont Route 107 in Bethel. By Poly Construction, a contractor you can trust where one call does it all. Poly Construction on Gregory Drive, South Burlington. Do plan to join us next Saturday at 1230 for In the Garden. Someone warm them from below Till the rain comes